The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we're going to be talking with the Rutherford County Mayor, Joe Carr. First of all, Joe, good morning to you. Morning, Bart. How are you? Doing great. Good to have you with us today. Beautiful day out today. It is. I've got an issue with my... There we go. My mind. You got it fixed? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sometimes you have to let them them know who's the boss. Uh, (laughs) That would be the voters. (laughs) No, I mean, you said the mic over there. Oh, yeah, that's right. The voters have nothing to do with the microphone. Yeah, well, you're right. I don't think they do. Well, they don't. (laughs) But you have a a lot on your plate all of a sudden. Well, not all of a sudden. Uh, You've had quite a bit on the plate. Uh, This this, uh, development tax that you were looking to... Uh, hopefully underwrite some of the expenses that we as taxpayers have been paying. That didn't come through. What happened? Um, if, if you don't mind, Bart, and I know this is, uh, you weren't expecting this as sudden, I would like to pause. Push the pause a, button? Just, yeah, just a second. And uh, so uh, on the way in this morning, um, you know, the tragic events that happened in Nashville on Monday, I know you all have been reporting it, and thank you for your reporting that. But as the county mayor, you know, it's really important that um, the community know, especially uh, parents of our school-aged children, that they know that um, your elected officials, um, and most importantly, your law enforcement and first responding officials, um, are very, very aware of the anxiety, um, and quite honestly, in many cases, the fear uh, as a result of what happened in Nashville. And so, I, I hope you'll forgive me for just. Oh, I'm just, sorry, just, just and just I think you're right. This needs to be just. I, I just want to address something for a second. So I called because Sheriff Mike Fitzhugh does an outstanding job, as do uh, the police officers for Laverne, Smyrna, and Murfreesboro. And I can tell the listeners without a doubt, with, with unquestionably. You know, we have, they have a, the, the training, the knowledge, the experience, but more importantly, um, and this is what I was talking to Mike, um, Sheriff Fitzhugh on the, on the phone this morning on the way in, they have the desire, the real desire to run into harm's way when you have a tragic incident unfold like we did in Nashville at that, at that Christian school. And and I knew that was the case, but the question I asked Sheriff Fitzhugh was this: We have a tale of two experience, two experiences here in in our in in our country, and one unfortunately was the response on the part of law enforcement in Uvalde, Texas, last year, where they waited some period of time, an extended period of time, before they went in and dealt with uh, the assailant, and in a forceful and a corrective way. And then you have the uh, Nashville uh, Police Force, uh, Metro Nashville Police Department, not hesitating, but running in. And literally from the time the 911 call uh, was made to the time that the assailant was put down, it was just a a few minutes. There was no hesitation. 
Um, there was no uh, qualification about what they should do, why they should do it, or when they should do it. And I just, I and I and I wanted to call uh, Sheriff Fitz. And I said, I said, Mike, I said, I want to know because I'm going to be on Bart's show this morning because I got two things I want I want to ask, uh, and I'll get to the second one in a minute. But I said, I want to know: Has your training changed since the Uvalde incident in Texas, where police officers just didn't hesitate; they waited? And as a result of waiting, we know that lives were lost. He said, he said, Joe, absolutely not. He said, our training was the same then as it is now. And that is we go in with the maximum amount of force necessary and possible. We don't wait. We don't pause. I said, we're there to serve and protect. And most importantly, serve and protect the most vulnerable. And that, that's our children. And I, I just, I had such great confidence when Sheriff Fitzhugh told me that because I, I can say, while I didn't speak to uh, the police chiefs in Laverne, Smyrna, or Murfreesboro, I do know they share that same desire. And so I want to just tell the listeners out there that our law enforcement uh, people understand that what's required of them. And I, I have all the confidence and faith in the world of them. And we should be very, very proud for what they do to our community. Having said that, I think it's very important that our leadership, of which I'm a part, uh, express that confidence to the community. And, of course, this is the good neighbor station in our community. And what I would like to do, and, and when we, because we and I have this little format every, every month, I would like to bring with me next time I come in or at a time of your choosing, at a time before then, because it's so relevant, I'd like to bring Sheriff Fitzhugh in and maybe an SRO officer. And let's talk about what they're doing because he just got through telling me in March they just completed all the training, SRO training and drills for the schools just to keep something like this happening. I think it would be a great idea. Now, this is your show. Well, I've, but I'm I, agreeing. I, you're 100% right. So I would like to bring them in. And it's not me bringing them in. I mean, I want, I, you know, I'm just going to let you guys and the listeners have a conversation about, you know, what can we expect from law enforcement in the event that a tragic event like that would occur? But more importantly, if the community knows that, knows our resolve, and I'm talking about that part of the community that would do harm, that very, very, very small part of our community that would do harm to us, then I want them to hear that message too because Rutherford County is not a safe place for them to have those kinds of attitudes. I want, we to, be, I want, to, be, always, I want to be careful here. We need to stress that, and I think it's been proven, and I'm hoping those people are getting the message. You recall the incidences we've had up on the public yes. square. We had uh, incidences there. Uh, the sheriff's office, the Murfreesboro Police Department, Highway Patrol, they worked together as a team, and they stopped what was coming toward us from Bedford County. Yes. In fact, those people said, this is not something we want to mess around with. It's a lawsuit getting ready to happen against us. Yes, and so and that's the message. But the, and, and, and but, it's going to be strong. But I just I can't tell you how proud I am of our law enforcement, all law enforcement, and our first responders. I mean, 
I have a first responders meeting every week with my first responders, and we talk about this constantly. So I just uh, driving in this morning. I wanted to take just a minute, if you if you didn't mind, but I wanted to express that, and if we can get those gentlemen in here, so we can talk about the preparation they make and how serious they take that responsibility because they take it very very seriously. And I'm telling you something: their resolve to run into harm's way is absolute. And you could tell that uh, with the Metro Police, with their body cams. Again, yes. the body cams, that was a controversial thing. A lot of money was put into that, but it was needed. Well, and we're doing that in Rutherford County as well. So we're, there's grant money coming. We're starting to implement that. And again, that video, that incident illustrates the need for why we need a well-trained, capable law enforcement in Rutherford County. And we have it. We do. And we will continue And we will continue to have it as long as I'm mayor. And uh, after the broadcast this morning, we'll get together and set up a time that fits your schedule and fits Sheriff Fitzhugh's schedule. That's perfect. That's perfect. So anyway. Uh, we're ready for that. I mean, there's no question. Uh, we have a question here uh, along those same sure. lines from a listener. A listener is saying, when will we stop selling these Army rifles? Well, so I'm a first. I'm a Second Amendment guy. So mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. I'm. A, I believe that a a, a citizen um, who qualifies to purchase a firearm should be able to purchase a firearm. And I and I've never seen a firearm discharge itself. Never have. And so it's it's the culprit. It's the person behind the firearm. You know, I I have been a permit carrier for a very very long time. I've always carried. I'm glad to carry. As a matter of fact. I want to carry because I want to be, and I'm trained, and I want to be one of those guys that wouldn't falter or fail to protect a young child. Unfortunately, evil exists, and evil does extremely evil things. And the only thing between um, uh, evil and the acts of evil are good people who will stand in the way. And uh, so, you know, I'm not... I just I don't agree with the intent of that question that uh, it's the assault rifle, if that's what we want to call it. Um, I just don't agree that we uh, we should limit that. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. So there is uh, some news that Rutherford County is ready. Uh, and has been. They are, and they continue to be ready. They continue to train, and uh, we continue to equip because, you know, I would have never have thought. I mean, Bart, you and I are a little long in the tooth. I mean, it wasn't that we long. We are. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago when we were in high school where uh, most of the young men, the boys, had pickup trucks, they had gun racks, and there were rifles or shotguns, and they went hunting after school. Or they went hunting before school. You know, it, that was not uncommon. And now, and nobody thought anything about it. But I think we are seeing the rise of evil. And we have to be prepared for it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that our law enforcement and first responders have the tools and the assets they need to protect the most vulnerable in our community. And uh, obviously, that would be our young children in school. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor Joe Carr. Good morning. This is Marty Luffman from downtown Smyrna. Good morning, Marty. Good morning, Marty. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm really enjoying y'all's talk this morning because 
I don't think there's any question. I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment, too. But one of the things that I, I would like to see happen, don't know if we can, but teachers, there are a lot of teachers out there that can shoot a gun better than just about anybody I know. And I don't know why we're so adamant about not allowing teachers um, to, to have a gun in a lockbox in their classrooms because they would easily be the first responders in a situation like what we had. That's just my opinion, of course. Well, Marty, when I was a state rep, um, I believe it was in 2012. I can't remember the exact time. But I uh, passed a bill along with Representative Watson from uh, Bradley County that stipulated that the school, local school board could authorize uh, teachers to uh, carry a firearm in school if they reach certain uh, training uh, benchmarks and proficiency benchmarks, and at the school. But the, we wanted to give the school board and the local county commission the, a final authority in doing that. I do not know what happened to that legislation after it was passed, if it was repealed or something. But I do know we passed something like that, and I'll be glad to try to look that up and try to find out what happened to it. But I know, do know that a certain level of training allowed them, afforded them the opportunity to protect their classrooms. Right. Well, I remember that very, very well because I offered to pay for the training for any teacher that wanted to, to get the training. Um, that was... I was really happy to see that. I remember when you when you were, you know, made that uh, bill. Well, the, and the, and the bill was permissive. In other words, it was, certainly we weren't mandating tra- teachers do that. Not everybody feels comfortable around a firearm, and and if, if to the extent that they don't, then they have the they have that discretion to make that decision, which is not only in their own best interest but the best interest of their students. But this is the decision that the local community, uh, county commission, and the school board should have authority over. I don't think there is a one-size-fits-all. Obviously, the situation that exists in Shelby County is entirely different than the situation that would exist in Rutherford County. So certainly a one-size does not fit all. Well, I want to say one more thing then. I'll let y'all get back to talking. But Thomas Jefferson, the president of the United States, he bought two automatic machine guns. One of them he sent with um, Mother Wary Lewis when he was doing some Hark expedition. They carried one film when they were crossing America, and he kept one in the White House with him. I recently wrote a story about the machine guns that they had back then. But we're looking at, uh, it was called an air rifle, too, by the way. We wouldn't call it a machine gun or automatic rifle. It was called an air rifle. But it would hold up to 50 rounds. Mm. I did not know that. Well, now you do. Learn something new every day. When Marty calls, you learn two or three things. <laughs> Marty, thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank I you, enjoy Marty. Enjoy your show. Y'all take care. Yes, Bye-bye. sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. And here is another question from a listener. Someone wants to go after guns. Crazy. The criminals hit soft targets. We need not to give them soft targets. Well, I think what they're talking about as a soft target is is the schools that don't have uh, the appropriate deterrence that would uh, move them to another place. And it, this kind of goes to what we're hearing, and I don't know if it's true, but several media outlets are reporting that the Covenant Christian School was the second target, not the primary target. The primary target of the, of the assailant 
was something else that was a little more difficult. And I don't want to say fortified, but apparently there was security there or something to that effect that provided the necessary deterrence that they went to their secondary target, which was Covenant School, which didn't, as we now know, didn't have security. They had procedures and policies to lock down the school in, that, in, in the event that uh, something should happen, but they didn't have uh, like an SRO. And so, which is, you know, which is why it's so important that we have SROs in every single Rutherford County school. And some schools we need two, depending on the large ones like the high schools. And so it's very, very important. This is something I've always been committed to long before um, I became mayor, back when I was a state rep. This is important. Deterrence is so much cheaper in lives and in money than trying to respond to an act and it's cheaper in every way it's just it makes sense and so don't don't yeah don't have soft targets don't have targets that attract people who are intent on just horrible diabolical evil and you know in seeing the body cams in particular from the metro police department uh, at covenant school it was amazing how great of a job that school did first of all all of the doors were locked yes. when they initially said someone, the person made it in through a uh, side entry. Well, they they had to shoot, that they had to shoot their way in. They had to shoot their and way in. That's how the janitor the, was first killed because he was standing in the way. And all the adults, my understanding now, the reports are still coming in, so we don't, we're still trying to find out exactly what the facts are. But in all cases, the three adults that were murdered were murdered in protecting the children protecting the children so i mean um and those children you didn't see on the body cams no i mean they no. were out of sight yes and out of targets yes yes so that school did an awesome and, and they, job and just the evil here was intent on killing children bart the evil was intent on killing nine-year-old little boys and little girls I wonder if you did a study of all of the shootings, if that is not the underlying reason. You know, I'm, I'm speculating here, but the people, the people who do this are weak anyway, and they go after somebody weaker than they. The only reason the adults were shot, and I don't say the only reason, but obviously these adults stood in the way of killing more children, but the obvious target was the children. That was that was the intent, and so they're preying on somebody weaker than they, and so we have a we have a serious serious mental disorder at work here. They are sick people to start with, and this gives them in a sick way more exposure, and they become better remembered, and they, I mean, they're. I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention their name. No, I'm, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give the assailant the credit for having their name plastered on WGNS by Joe Carr. I don't think we should. I'm not. But I'm not going to give them the recognition that they crave. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Tragedies. And, and, you know, I was feeling good thinking that we have made it this long without something like this. And and you, you sort of felt a little comfortable but here it it comes and it lets you know we're never comfortable we we can't get comfortable we can be vigilant and we can do everything to deter but at the end of the day unfortunately if 
evil exists, evil will always find a way to perpetuate itself. We're going to pause for just a moment, and we'll be back. And continue your thoughts, 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. I can radio that's kind of possessed. It's coast to coast AM overnight every night. You have a possessed radio? Yeah. WGNS, Murfreesboro. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. For home restoration at a price you can afford, trust the professionals at Farrah Construction to get the job done on time and within your budget. Farrah Construction can remodel your home or can update your kitchen, bath, or other room. I'm Ron Hall. If you can dream it, Farrah Construction can turn it into reality. Call Farrah Construction at 615-893-6120. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Farrah Construction Company. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans and now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come in and do business with my family. As the weather gets worse and we spend more time indoors, give your pets additional enrichment. Here at Animal City, we carry a variety of toys and entertainment for pets of most kinds. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. Traffic still a little bit busy out here in a couple of spots, including 65 southbound at Dickerson Pike. They were moving a stalled vehicle right there in that area on 65 southbound north of town uh, near Dickerson Pike. It did slow it down coming down through that section of Madison. Still some heavy volume of traffic over here on 40 West, passing the airport there at Spence Lane, trying to get up to uh, Thessler's. Uh, still not too bad uh, through Brentwood Franklin on 65 going north through Williamson County. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that awesome menu today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-60s. Northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 35. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 32. All sports talk. Weekdays at 5. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Brother Ray County's place to talk. 
Welcome back. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. On everyone's mind, the tragedy at Covenant School in Nashville. You know how did it happen here, so close to home? We we were almost feeling too comfortable. Well, we were. We were feeling too comfortable, and I know I was. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else. I mean, I'm always vigilant. I always. You know, I, like I said in the previous segment, um, I'm a carry permit holder, and I carry all the time. Um, and I I go through the mental exercise about what I would do in the event of a tragedy, what's ingress and egress, um, you know, where are the people, how can I assist and facilitate. Um, you know, obviously, you know, th- you go through those mental exercises. And, I, and I'm not the only one. A lot of us do that, and that's good. But at the end of the day, what we need is we need a forcefully, proactively trained law enforcement, and we have that. And I am really, really proud of our law enforcement and first responder community. And I I think it's important as mayor that I share with the community that we can't stop evil. We can't. I mean, you just, evil exists. But we, as one of the callers said, we don't need to make, we need to... um, fortify our soft targets that that there should be no soft targets there should be no easy gets if that makes any sense and so we're going to make it difficult and in the event that they decide to um, pursue then we're going to make it very very costly and also it's 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 good to know that the whole country is now aware of how strong the police in this area are that's a good story, isn't it? It is a good it's story. It's a good story. I would be so I would be under a rock if I was in Texas. I, I, oh. Yes. Or any of the other yes. places. Yeah, because and if you want and there's about 6 minutes of the um like I said the video um that they that the officers have that I would encourage the listeners to watch. Now, it's it's graphic and it's tense, but it it it, it Ill, the one thing that I when I watched the video um, the, of the vest cam, right, was the resolve of the police officers. They didn't hesitate. They didn't pause. They were trained. You could tell they were they were moving as quickly as they could to get into harm's way. They were running into harm's way, and that that that's a, that's amazing. What did you think about their terminology? I noticed they didn't kill the person they didn't shoot the person they neutralized that's right the person that's right they neutralized that and, and indeed after after they after fire gunfire was exchanged the uh, she was firing from a second floor window she was shooting down at officers they broke in she fires on apparently she fires on them they return fire and then they tell her to quit moving apparently she was moving but by this time she was probably deceased but at the end of the day, just the training is, I mean, that's training, Bart. I mean, that's the only thing I can say is that's training. And, and the way their vernacular, the way they communicate with each other, the, uh, you could tell that they as a team had done this over and over and over again in drills. And so all they're doing is they're responding to the threat exactly how they were trained. And that's what we want. And, I, and I, again, I'm going back to Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne. I'm telling you, I know for a fact, all four of those police departments, 
and, and Eagleville. Let me include Eagleville. My apologies for not including Eagleville. All of them are trained and well-trained, and they train again, and they train again. And God forbid they get in that situation. But if they do, they know exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And we have certainly seen and been exposed to every picture imaginable of other police departments who have not been trained as well. Tragedies do happen there, and and unfortunately, we need police everywhere we are. Uh, you're, you're finding through bad publicity, uh, police in other communities, other cities, other states, uh, you know, really uh, having a hard time doing their job. Well, yeah, because, I mean, we just, I mean, it wasn't that long ago there was this national outcry for defund the police, right? I mean, it was everywhere, especially in the major metropolitan areas. And you had the citizen activist groups being set up, boards to over uh, provide oversight to police. Now, having said that, do the police have challenges with people in their departments who are not functioning within the capacity and the charge in which they were given? Absolutely. And, uh, but I've got faith in the leadership that they're going to find those people and they're going to get them out of there. And I know Sheriff Fitzhugh's done that. I know for a fact that he's had men and women in the police department, like like Jason Mayor Cole has in Laverne recently, that, you know, this, is, this conduct, un- unbecoming of a professional police officer, will not be tolerated, period. And then you're, you're gone because we cannot afford uh, a law enforcement agency that is anything other than dedicated to the task at hand, and um, I'm I'm extremely proud of the leadership and and the entire police officers in all all um, five jurisdictions. What message do you think this is sending to police officers across the nation? And really, this is not just the United States; they're having issues like this in other countries. I think Metro Nashville Police Department um, and the way they functioned in that situation embodied exactly how our our police force would function here. And I think um, the rest of the nation can look, and, and they'll, they're doing a comparative analysis. I've already heard it on the radio. The comparative analysis between Nashville and Uvalde is stark. Oh, yes. It's stark. And, and it, 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 with, within a year's time, we've seen two completely different responses, types of responses, attitudes, the whole thing. And it's clear. It's abundantly clear. Middle Tennessee, Tennessee gets it. You can't have a defund the police movement and expect to have that kind of response. You can't. You won't. And so, you know, I'm, uh, I think the rest of the nation is going to make the appropriate and a correct comparative analysis between the two and how our police are willing to function. And I want people in Rutherford County, like those that are in Metro Nashville, who will run to the aid of the least, the least of these. And they did, and they would here in Rutherford County. I know they would. Know and, of course, would. Metro Police uh, had an issue on Christmas uh, two years ago, I guess it was. That's it, right. Downtown, same thing. They rushed door to door to get citizens yes. to safety and then cleared the whole area. But I... But, that, you know, just to digress for just a second, if you'll recall, and I'm glad you brought that up, but it's just not the attitude of law enforcement in Middle Tennessee. This is the attitude of our culture. You'll remember that gentleman at the Waffle House. Yes. That stopped yes. that, stopped that yes. horrific scene. Remember the gentleman at the Antioch, that Church of Christ in Antioch. He Boy. stopped that situation. 
so this is an attitude that we all share that says when it comes to the most vulnerable, I'm rushing in. Mm-hmm. Even when unarmed, I'm rushing in. That's what the teachers did before the police got there yesterday. They rushed in unarmed, knowing full well that they were going to die. But it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is this is our attitude. And I think evil needs to understand that. And I think they need to understand it very, very clear. If you go in with the intent of killing, harming the least of these, you will suffer the ultimate ultimate consequence for doing so and will got not get the publicity that you, you want will not receive the recognition you so earnestly desire quite the contrary and that's what happened with uh, that christmas morning yep. that's what happened when uh, the protesters came from yep. bedford county they stopped themselves they said we don't want to get messed up in this we don't this need to be not- involved in this situation you're, you for once you showed some you had some brains yeah. you had, you showed some brains there because you're exactly right it's not going to end well this will not end well and that's the message that middle tennessee obviously has a history of showing yes we do and and again you know i want to give all the credit to law enforcement but it's it's easy that's not the right word it's not easy in, in Middle Tennessee, let me just, in Rutherford County, we want a strong, capable, compassionate law enforcement. We have that. We want a strong, capable, compassionate law enforcement. Here's a, another text from a listener, and they're asking us to address this. They say we're in the Bible Belt, and it's disheartening sometimes that you have to lock doors at the Area churches during Sunday mornings, you have to hire police officers to stand guard at the churches. Will this ever change? No. We have entered a new era. I mean, it doesn't matter that you're in the Bible Belt. You know, evil is persuade, pervasive across our land. It's, it's, in, it's concentrated um, in other areas more than some, but it's here as demonstrated as what happened yet, uh, Monday. So, no, the answer is no. So it's, it's incumbent on Joe Carr to be prepared. Not so prepared to save my life, but it's to stand in the way of protecting those who are most vulnerable, Bart. That's the point. It's not, I don't carry to protect me. I carry so I can step in the way from those who would do evil on the most vulnerable. It's going to be difficult for somebody to assail me. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty big guy. At 65, I'm still quite capable in some respects. I'm, I, I'm not typically the, uh, your soft target. And, and quite honestly, neither are you. But we still have a responsibility in concert with our law enforcement community to protect and to serve. Here's an interesting observation from another listener. They're saying it's like jello. You squeeze in one area and it pops out the other. Are we squeezing and causing the bad, the evil, to pop out in other communities? And... If so, what's going to happen next? I'm not going to take responsibility, any responsibility, and nor should you, nor should that caller, listener, take responsibility for the evil that somebody desires to inflict on a nine-year-old child. I will not engage in that discussion. Not. I won't do it. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're getting quite a few text messages in, and if that's the... uh, way you want to do it, that's fine. 
Texting is fine. 615-893-1450. We're discussing the tragedies that happened on Monday at Covenant School in Nashville. Nine-year-olds, three of them killed, along with three of the staff members at Covenant School. We'll be right back. There is an underground civilization underneath of the North American continent. It's Coast to Coast AM overnight, every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. When should you take a tour of Adams Place? Well, I don't think it's ever too early. I drive by here and I kept thinking, now that's where I think I would like to live. We're talking with Carol Johnston. And so I did take a tour and it's a homey atmosphere. That's what I liked about it. Don't wait too long. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. What do you like most about Adams Place? Another good thing about Adams Place is if my health gets worse and I need more care, they have the facility here for me just to transfer up there. We're talking with Betty Atterbury. You know, as I need more care, I can go to another place right here, Adams Place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. We click in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr is our guest this morning. We are talking about the tragedy at the Covenant School that occurred in Nashville on Monday morning. If you have a thought you'd like to share with us, 615-893-1450. You can talk or text. You are in control on that one. 615-893-1450. And I think it's through discussions like this honest and caring discussions, not angry discussions. No. Uh, it's it's good to, to have that dialogue because it's at those moments you come up with some ways to resolve this issue to maybe make it harder for the next one to happen. And the next one will happen. I mean, your your, er, your, your, early, uh, your earlier comment about we got complacent, I did. You, ta- you talked about being, we kind of got relaxed about it. And the fact of the matter is, Bart, we can't relax. I mean, we got to be vigilant. You know, this this may not be a popular opinion, but I, I turned 65 just a few days ago, and God has been extraordinarily good to me. I mean, he really, really has. I have I lead, lead an incredibly blessed life, but I'm 65, and, you know, there aren't too many year, more years in front of me, and, and I realize that. But when I see three nine-year-old children gunned down for no, I mean, how much more innocent, how much more innocent is some as a child than that at nine? 
I don't get it. I mean, it's, I don't, and, and you want to know the truth? I don't want to get it. I don't want to comprehend it because it's just evil. It's just evil. And, and, I, and it's, it's, it, it's the sickness and depravity of our culture and our society now. I mean, it really is. It's, it's everything's so different than when we grew up. I mean, when we were young kids, I mean, we, for crying out loud, we played out in the streets till after dark. You wouldn't dare allow your kids, to, young children, to do that now. Everything. don't changed. you think something, something really went wrong in between our growing up and now? Yeah, and I don't know. I can't, and I, honestly, if I, if I could tell you exactly what it was, I would tell you. I think it's a lot of different things. Um, but, yeah, absolutely some, something went wrong. Morals? Morals, values, principles. You know, I was I read a Wall Street Journal poll the other day. Patriotism is down, way down. Uh, faith, we all had faith, flags. Faith right is way down. You know, commu- community service yes. is way down. Everything is way down. You know what's up? The desire to earn money. Desire mm-hmm. to earn money, but faith. Going to you know, being part of a religion, being affiliated religiously, have, uh, believing in a higher power of God is way down nationally. Patriotism, way down nationally. Service to community, way down nationally. As a matter of fact, just an anecdotal to that, part of the reason that we've had to move to a professional firefighting force in Rutherford County is because we can't get volunteers at the volunteer fire department. Literally cannot get volunteers. Can't get volunteers. We have some, but not near enough. So everything is down. I mean, Cliff Sharp with Greenhouse is on your show before I come on. I mean, he he can tell you it's a you know as great as this community is, as as we move along, it gets more and more challenging to get people to volunteer and to participate in their community, and and when that happens, when faith is down, love of country is down, love of service to community is down, those create voids or vacuums. And what happens in those voids or vacuums? Evil rushes in. And so now we're seeing evil rush in where good used to exist. That's this is just Joe's opinion, right? But I'm just saying we've got challenges. And uh, Edmund Burke, uh, all, all that evil needs to do to exist is for good men to do nothing. We've got a lot of good men doing nothing. How can we change that? How can we bring those thoughts and actions back i have a very good friend of mine david edwards who's a part of this community for years he used to work at pinnacle bank was a city councilman years and years ago i'm gonna give him credit for this david told me don't feel your way into an action act your way into a feeling if you want to if you want to change what's in the void if you want to remove the evil in the void that exists because of, of a fall of a, a failure of faith a failure of patriotism, a failure to volunteer, then then get back to your faith. Be patriotic but and volunteer. But do something. And then don't and then the feeling will come. Don't wait to feel about it before you do it. Do it and then feel good of result. I mean, this community has a ton of wonderful 501c3s, whether it's Habitat for Humanity or Greenhouse Ministries or your local church or your know, Second Harvest Food Bank or Feed America First. I mean, for crying out loud, I, uh, the Portico, you know, Saving the Life of the Unborn, we could go on and on and on. Get involved in those 501c3s that serve the community, and you will see that your actions literally drive out evil. And keep in mind, whenever you see events like what happened Monday, 
you know even more so, life is fragile. Life is very fragile. You mentioned about your lifespan. You know there's not a whole lot left. Make the best of it because life is fragile. We don't know what tomorrow brings, so don't waste. Don't waste it. Yeah. Don't waste what, don't waste what time the Lord has given you. Don't waste it. And, um, and, and, and I think it's sad, but that the assailant, the evil in this, the evil that exists in this young woman would target a Christian daycare, church, school facility. They targeted a Christian school facility. She was a student there. Apparently. At some time. At some point is what I've heard. Yes, sir. I mean, we don't know that we for don't, sure. But, but I've heard but that I've, from I'm, reported. I've, yes, sir. I think that that they would not have put that out if it hadn't been confirmed. Yeah, I think that's right. And But, again, what we're talking about is how do we, you know, what, what can we do to, uh, as citizens and as leaders, to um, not allow this or inhibit this from happening in the future? And I would say, number one, make sure that we have law enforcement that's fully capable and trained and funded. And then number two, you know, do good deeds, <laughs> literally. I mean, that sounds kind of corny, but I'm just telling you, if you want to remove evil from your community, do good things. Volunteer. And I've just given a handful of organizations that would love for you to participate. But do good things for people, and let's change, not just change minds, but let, more important, let's change hearts. We have just a few minutes left. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Yeah, y'all didn't get the facts straight. She was a he done the shooting was it that or was it the other way around i don't know she was she was a biological female that transgendered to male and they're so that she wasn't what they protected her to be thank you thank you 615-893-1450 we don't have to be politically correct not going to be not so, not i mean not i don't have time to be politically correct we have allowed our culture and our society to be steered around trying to keep people from being offended and what we have done by doing that i'm sorry if the truth is offensive but the fact of the matter is you know i have an obligation to speak to the facts and speak to the truth and i will do that i will try to do that without the intent of offending somebody but sometimes the truth is just offensive and i I'm sorry you're offended by that, but there's nothing I can do about it. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Yes, I'm 84 years old. I had a son that was uh, killed by gunfire at Tuskegee, Alabama, 1981. And every time we have a shooting, I've cried for days, Mm. days. I woke up last night crying. But what I am wondering is, why is it we are so pro-life? But then we let the children be born, and then we go kill them. I don't understand that. And then we want the police officers to run into fire that they can't have themselves, these assault rifles, magazines, and weapons of war. But we want them to put their lives on uh, danger to, to protect the children and, and, and adults or whoever. That's okay. But we need to do something about the guns. The guns is the problem. That's the number one problem. We're all supposed to be Christians, and I am a Christian, and I can't get over this. Thank you so much for sharing. We are out of time this morning. Our county mayor, Joe Carr, 
has been our guest. Joe, you have about five seconds. Thank you, Bart, for letting me to interrupt. I know we wanted to talk about something else. Um, You're a blessing to this community. Thank you, Bart. Thank you, Joe. We will cover that subject next time we get together. God bless. Hey, have a great day. Say a prayer, please. Very definitely. Stay with us. Much more to come.